1: Dude, there were three games since we last recorded, and that's about as many teams as Auntie Niemi has been on this year.
0: That's right. Three. I think we blinked. He might be on a fourth team now.
1: He is on his third team. How the Niemi have fallen, dude? But uh, he's gonna—he's gonna save the Montreal Canadiens' goaltending situation. So oh, I'm sure. I'm—I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for the Canadians to get a. A good one week look at Auntie Niemi before they decide they don't want him either.
0: Ah <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I think that yeah. everyone's predicting this.
1: Yeah. Um, but you know, if I'm Auntie Niemi, do you know what I say?
0: I'm getting no, paid, no, yo.
1: No refunds.
0: No re- <laughs> that's right.
1: No refunds. No take backs. <laughs> that's right. Um his stats this year is 0-4. With a six point seven four goals allowed and an eight twenty two save percentage, <laughs> oh. so it's fairly horrific. Um, although he uh, his games in in Florida were were better. <laughs> I was going to say considerably better, but they, <laughs> was, they were better. Although he came in in mop up duty twice. It looks like yeah and uh in those two games he only allowed a combined five goals and had like a 870 save percentage so oh nice that's certainly certainly better than than what he was doing uh in pittsburgh where uh he allowed 16 goals in three games Wow! 16 goals in a combined 130 minutes of ice time ouch that's my favorite against the Blackhawks. He let in four goals on thirteen shots in nine minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and then he got pulled. Yeah, All right. that's that's, surpri- right.
0: that's surprising that they pulled him. Then
1: no, <laughs> no refunds, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Right. Well,
0: except for one game, the Sharks have continued to roll here. They're two and one since we last spoke, and now they are ten and six. Not so long ago, dude, they were four and four. Three weeks ago, they were five hundred, and now they're and now they're uh, ten and six. They've gone six and two in their last eight games. It's actually seven and two in their last nine games.
1: Yeah, the Sharks are the hottest team in the Western Conference right now. And uh, if you look at the standings, that's what the details tell you. Uh, They have they have the best record in their last ten, and and they've won. won their last two games so um the only team in the western conference with with a longer win streak right now is nashville they've won five in a row um actually minnesota's won three but they have a a worse record uh overall the sharks have the most points in the last 10 they are in third place in the pacific somehow vegas is still playing well enough to hang on to second place although i think we we all know that's not gonna hold serve much longer uh they're seven and one at home i mean vegas just playing out of their mind on home ice uh, but they have given up 54 goals so
0: yeah that that's, uh, that's a lot
1: that's just not they're not going to be able to keep up that scoring pace and they, they've come off their hot start four five and one in their last 10 but uh yeah the sharks are, are playing well dude um
0: and not that it's an excuse dude i don't want to make it out to be an excuse but the sharks did drop the game to the best team in the nhl by 3 points at this at this uh, time the tampa bay lightning they have 30 points in 18 games they're 14-2 and 2 that is a pretty dominating record they they are as good at home as the las vegas gold the vegas golden knights are and they have the hottest line in hockey and two of the uh the top two scores in the league too, I believe.
1: Yeah. Uh I think that I'm not surprised the Sharks lost to Tampa Bay. I think the thing that I found discouraging was that they kinda got, you know, purple nurpled, wedgied, and pants all in one game. Like it, yeah. it was it was bad. Um it wasn't bad the whole way through, but really the second half of that game. Was bad. The sharks uh, hung in there for the first period. They they were tied one one, and then Tampa Bay just laid it on thick in the second period, scoring three goals. and And the, they're clearly right now a better team than the sharks, and and deeper. And uh, uh, you know, their bottom six lines are six. Their bottom six lines. They roll six lines, dude. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, the, their their bottom six is um fast and skilled and impressive and um they're a good hockey team i was disappointed that the sharks didn't measure up um really at all but that disappointment wore off when uh the sharks won two really challenging games at the, at the end of this week uh trap game against vancouver before going to la and then coming back from a deficit in the third period to beat the king so all in all a good week
0: the only thing that made me feel better about that tampa game is that i have tampa in the vegas bet
1: that's not true dude i have tampa
0: oh that's right okay i have nothing (laughs) to be happy about in terms of the tampa game i was thinking half the way through i'm like at least i was probably smart enough to take tampa and then i look at the at the draft and i go nope i was still dumber than that i don't (laughs) don't have tampa either I think I have all the worst teams right now.
1: Who was who your top pick, dude?
0: I believe it was Arizona. I took number one. <laughs> They're two and fifteen. It would make sense for me to take them no, first.
1: You didn't take Arizona. Who was your? I should your, have. No. Who did you take first? I took did Edmonton I and pick? Montreal. Edmonton and Montreal.
0: Yeah, not good. Not neither good. neither one of those teams is is over five hundred.
1: Not good. Yeah. I think if you look at the. I do have Washington uh, though.
0: I don't the know why conference I Conference them...
1: leaders right now. The Kings. Yeah. I have the Kings. Mhm. Uh the Lightning, I have the Lightning. Yep. Who has the Blues?
0: Uh let's see. Uh you do.
1: Oh, okay. Who has the Devil? Um I do. Okay, dude. You've got one out of th- of out, out of four conference.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. And th- they're the least likely to hold on to it. Isn't that great? <laughs>
1: long way to go dude long way to go we're not even a quarter of the way through the season with 16 games in i've got to say that the sharks are in a better position than i thought they would be in and you kind of look who they're sandwiched between here in vancouver and vegas and the pacific i'm not a believer in either of those two teams that really the sharks you can make a case with little argument are the second best team in the pacific so far
0: mm-hmm and it's it's pretty shocking how bad Edmonton and Calgary have been. Calgary's over five hundred, but they're giving up a lot of goals. San Jose has given up the least number of goals in the Pacific Division by eight. They are by far the stingiest. Yeah. And that is clearly the strategy they have embraced now over this winning streak is we have to give up nothing because... We're probably not gonna score a lot. They have scored actually the Sharks have also scored the least in the Pacific. They've scored fewer goals in Vancouver They've scored the, and Arizona, all goals, who have scored more.
1: Fewest goals in the NHL.
0: Yes, but actually, you know what's the the Sharks have only played sixteen games. The other thing I need to we need to keep in mind here is Sharks have only played sixteen games. Everybody else in the Pacific has played more. Um, there's only one uh two other three other teams in the nhl that have only played 16 games so the sharks hopefully you could chalk up another goal or two but still they're they're not scoring at any sort of blistering pace here clearly the way that they're going to win games is by giving up two or less hopefully less or else they're not going to win too many
1: right um i think we've been waiting for the sharks to kind of wake up offensively for two years now and uh the, the, it's the,
0: even less likely to happen now. Yeah,
1: the identity of this team is is goaltending and defense, and it sounds very familiar to a formula that worked uh, up the freeway for the San Francisco Giants. They won on pitching and defense. They won three World Series that way, and um, the Sharks still haven't been able to to find, uh, you know, a a contribution from Brent Burns, which you got to figure that that's not gonna last for the entire season, and you also got to figure that Logan Couture is not going to be a point-per-game player the entire season, which is what he's been so far this year with 15 points in 16 games. So, um, some's got to give somewhere along the line here. Brent Burns do no goals in 16 games and a minus five.
0: Yeah, he's he's due, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not because he's not shooting. 65 shots to lead the team. Yeah. He, he leads the team. Uh, he's got 20 more than Joe Pavelski. So um, you got to figure once the floodgates open, that Brent Burns is going to start, you know, equalizing for some of this, you know, you got to chalk some of this up to just bad luck. Right, dude?
0: Sure, sure. But on the other hand, the Sharks have the two best goalies in the league in terms of goals against. Aaron Dell number 1 at under 2 goals a game. Martin Jones 2.13. Also, uh Aaron Dell's leading the league in save percentage, 934 with uh let's see. I think looks like uh Jones not quite in the top 10. Uh but a 925 is extremely respectable. So um You got to be happy with at least the way the goaltenders are performing, if not our our, uh, number one offensive defenseman.
1: Yeah. There's no complaints in between the pipes. I mean, they've been completely stellar. You you can't put the the Tampa Bay loss on Martin Jones. Um, It was way more dysfunctional than just him. They've been outstanding, especially for the last two weeks. Actually, you can go back three weeks, really. Um, You know, it was kind of a, a slow start for both of them, but uh, really going back to that uh, that Montreal win. Since then, they've been pretty darn good. Um, maybe with the New York Islanders game uh, excluded, and uh, if that's the formula for the Sharks and they're committed to playing that way, you know, um, I question how successful that will be uh, in the playoffs. But especially if they can't figure out how to score on the power play, which they I mean the power play after a pretty decent start has gone completely in the toilet, dude. Again, it's yes. it's really bad and it looks it looks bad.
0: Yeah, it looks like it it looks like everything we've been saying for months or years or whatever in terms of what they do, it's the the drag and shoot show from brent burns tim heed is a little bit more considering he can hit a one-timer but there seems to be no real creativity on the power play they they do okay at retrieving pucks sometimes but it seems like they're a one or two trick pony at this point and the teams are just sitting in the passing lanes waiting for it to happen and the sharks are standing there waiting for something to change and it's just uh it's a very frustrating situation, I'm sure, for fans, coaches, and players alike.
1: They're one for their last twenty. Yeah, in the last five games, one for the last twenty. They had eight power plays against Nashville, and they scored once. And then since then, they're zero for twelve. So, um, that's not a is a, a successful formula, as all listeners know. And the Sharks, uh, I mean, I at a certain point the coaches are going to have to look at themselves in the mirror and say, this isn't working like what they're doing. And um the fact that they brought Steve spot back uh, made me feel like they weren't willing to acknowledge that. And it wasn't like they brought Steve spot back and he brought a new look to things. It's the same thing from mm-hmm. last year's failure. So uh the sharks goaltending and defense is masking how bad this power play is and you know sharks drop a couple games in a row and we're going to start to hear a lot more about how bad this power play is
0: that's right because you gotta you need to use the power play to pull yourself out get a goal when you you need one and the sharks are 29th in scoring right now um and i'm sure the power play is a big part of that i, I mean it's 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 a very it's a very puzzling situation all around because it's it's funny how uh, Pete DeBoer seems very easily uh, willing to change the lines around and to uh, put Barclay Goodrow in the in the center when he hasn't played there since he was you know still in diapers or whatever. But on the power play, no, he can't break that up. Power play has to stay exactly the same as it's been the last the last fifteen games. So that's. Um,
1: that's such an interesting comment, dude. I I mean, you're right on the money and it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? I mean, now, DeBoer has, you know, found a combination that's really working uh, on the fourth line. That fourth line with Goudreau, Joel Ward, um, they've been real good. And uh, it's justified uh, the, the benching of Yannick Hansen and the... You know disappearance of Ryan Carpenter um so you know I'll give DeBoer credit for that you know but you do just wonder if there's one or two bad games before that just gets broken up one more time he doesn't have a lot of tolerance for even strength mistakes but power play mistakes it's like he's got the hymers dude
0: yeah infinite infinite well of patience in terms of uh, power play
1: I guess, or does he just? I've never looked. Is, does he turn and face the corner like the Blair Witch Project when the power plays on? I would and just wait until it's over.
0: I would, if nothing else, because you just don't want to watch it
1: anymore. It's just depressing. They have they 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 have talented offensive players. It's just um very frustrating. So um, hopefully, they can figure out a solution to this. And I mean, I don't know. You you've got to figure that Doug Wilson's patience with this has to be running a little bit thin as well. I mean, I don't think they're going to fire a coach mid-season especially uh I'm not talking about Pete DeBoer, right? But uh no, the, the, no, but no, but, no. but they would never do something like that, but you got to think at some point he's going to demand a philosophy change.
0: Don't you think? Or at least a plan, right? And and Well, the... I think
1: that they they have a plan, dude.
0: Well, hope it, it, they, hope is not a plan at this point. The no, plan right now seems to be I hope these guys start playing better.
1: Well, I think that they are executing the crap sandwich plan that's been given to them. Yeah. Like I think that they're doing what the coaching staff wants and it doesn't work. Yeah, I so. have
0: I have I have no answer to this. Yeah. I really and, I'm really stumped at both why this is happening and why it's not changing. <laughs> thats that. Those are the two biggest questions for this team I have right now. What in the hell, man?
1: Dude, uh, there's a, a, a pretty big roster decision that's looming now that Paul Martin has sort of come out and said that he's ready to go. Okay. And yeah. the Sharks uh, are not playing him. It's been a couple of games now. Um, I think he's still on IR at some point they're gonna have to take him off and there's gonna have to be a roster move here um, you know I've read you know talk of Paul Martin being traded I just I don't see that happening um, I don't think you'd get anything for him I don't think anybody would take him at this point with his money you'd have to retain the salary um, I think he's more valuable to the sharks even just as a seventh defenseman, then if they decide they're gonna play Joachim Ryan and Tim Heat over him, then getting a sixth round pick for him.
0: Yeah, and also it it also shows, I think, a an sort of a an arrogance that, oh, we've seen these guys for ten games. Now we know that they're better than Paul Martin, right? we talk about this every single year and and Kevin LeBanc seems to be the the latest casualty, but you see these guys come out and they play great for a while and, and especially younger guys and maybe even more so in the defensive position that these guys play great and they're all full of energy and happy that they're made it to the NHL. And then suddenly, you know, the, the excitement wears off just a, a little bit. And, and all of a sudden you, uh, you take a you have a bad game and then you have two bad games and all of a sudden you're wishing you had Paul Martin back. So I think for nothing for no other reason, we know what we're going to get in terms of Paul Martin. He's a a known quantity, a good steady player, fits well beside Brent Burns, and while we may be very happy with Tim Heed and Yohan Ryan right now, I don't have a huge amount of confidence that we're going to see the same level of game out of these guys in 50 games that we saw the last 10. I certainly hope so. <laughs> That would be wonderful. I, no one would be happier than me. But it certainly wouldn't be surprising if these guys tail off a little bit. When You know, you get to Christmas and you're looking at four more months of hockey or something. And you're like, geez, I don't know if I can keep this up.
1: Yeah, dude. But I guess this kind of, it goes back to, to the bigger conversation that we had at the beginning of the year where, you know, you do have to, I mean, Tim Heed, we're calling him a younger player, but he's in his mid-20s, right? Yeah, and I don't know how Yo- I don't think Joachim Ryan is.
0: He's twenty four. Ryan,
1: you know, but you've got two sharks prospects that are playing well, and I, I do, and and the sharks are playing great since they've entered the lineup. So why would you change anything? Like and I, and I think right now you you don't. You don't change anything. Maybe you work Paul Martin in. And you rotate D, and you you give guys breaks here and there. So, I mean, Paul Martin is useless to the team if he's sitting on the bench, doing nothing. He's got no trade value, and he's just you know collecting dust. I think he needs to play, um, but I don't know if he just automatically gets his spot back. This happens in sports. Like you got hurt, the guy who took your place, playing well.
0: Yeah. I think that's a that's a good counterpoint, dude. I I don't really know what to do in this situation. I will say that I don't want them to take out Brendan Dillon because Brendan Dillon's playing well.
1: Oh, no, that I don't think that would be an option. I I think the option here there's two things that are on the horizon. If they decide that Paul Martin is going to play nightly, then Joachim Ryan is going back to the Barracuda. Um, he can pass through waivers with with no issues. He doesn't have to pass through waivers. They can just send him down, right? And he can be the you know, top pairing D man on, on the Barracuda and continue to play. Um, you know, I think that we can gather what their opinion of Dylan DeMello is at this point. And um, I'm not saying they don't like him as a player. I'm just saying he has clearly fallen behind um, Ryan and, and Heed and is the Sharks' eighth defenseman. And he can't be sent down. Um or you risk a you know Matt Nieto situation where you're gonna lose him on waivers. So um where do you see this headed, dude?
0: I think you're gonna I it's a really good question. I it's hard for me to believe that they're going to sit Paul Martin indefinitely. So I think Joachim Ryan right now is probably the most likely candidate to sit, but he's also the youngest. He's only twenty four and so in in some ways, you kind of want him to play more uh but you can't you can't punish Tim Heat at this point; he's done everything he asked, so um I guess you're oh, right, maybe someone will yeah. mysteriously come down with a uh, an injury or something to or or like you said, like they'll just sort of do a, a a rotation with guys taking a night off here and
1: there but i i think you can't well you you can you can hold on to eight defensemen. I just wonder if if Dylan DeMello, with only 70 plus games of NHL experience, has any trade value? You know, we're not talking about, you know, Merkel Mueller, who's hurt, by the way. You see, I think he broke his clavicle or something like that. He's Bummer. going to be out for an extended period of time. I mean, Dylan DeMello was a sixth round pick in 2011. You know, he's 24 years old, but... Not like he was a first round guy like Murco Mueller, you know. I I don't I don't know what you could get for him, you know. I and I can see why the Sharks are gun shy about trying to slip him through waivers because they probably won't be able.
0: To. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I this is a an interesting question that we we did not anticipate. We didn't anticipate this problem this early in the season, but we had not one but two young defensemen come in and immediately show that. They can do this.
1: Yeah. And and I think the issue I've had with the Sharks in the past and Mueller is, is exhibit A, B, C, and D, is their, you know, the shuttle that they just put them on. You know, if Joachim Ryan's playing well and it appears that he's an NHL player, then leave him alone. Leave him alone. Cause I like Paul Martin and I advocated for Paul Martin not being part of the expansion draft because I thought it was going to be detrimental to brent burns and i don't know maybe that is part of the problem brent burns i don't know
0: maybe that's a good question maybe it actually. is
1: maybe that's part of the problem
0: um maybe burns isn't comfortable playing with another defense maybe he doesn't feel like he can do what he wants i don't know
1: but but yokum ryan is the player who's going to be on the sharks for the next 10 years paul martin's going to be on the sharks for the next 18 months right so you know if the Sharks are seriously thinking they're going to be Stanley Cup contenders, then you probably will see Paul Martin again in the next week. If they're more interested in developing and Ryan, you might still see Martin, but it's not like Ryan's going to get sent down. They've got the cap space to kind of do this holding players around. That's true. You know, because I think they're just going to let Ryan Carpenter and Yannick Hansen rot as well. You <laughs> know, like... I mean, what has Ryan
0: Carpenter shown? Nothing.
1: Nothing. Yeah, nothing. And we wanted know, him to succeed, a, but
0: he nothing
1: has happened. He's done nothing. I, I think you could get him through waivers because he's got a two year contract. I don't know. If anybody's gonna want to take that on. Like
0: a twenty seven year old um, guy with no NHL experience? Like, why would yeah. you take him?
1: Right. Why would you sign him to a two year contract?
0: I mean, unless you are willing to throw some... Well, I guess it must be a two-way, I'm assuming.
1: I don't think so. Really? Wow.
0: Okay, I might have to look at that. But, yeah, that's that's the one thing, I guess, you know. But in, in one hand, um, I'm glad they're not throwing good money after bad at this point. Like, if... <laughs> if Ryan Carpenter is very good, I don't want him in the lineup. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, I understand they protected him, and I understand now it looks kind of foolish that they protected him, but they shouldn't play him because they wanted to make that decision look good in retrospect because it doesn't. And they shouldn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I do still think it's a failure, a personnel failure that the sharks missed the boat on, you know, they, they missed the boat on that. You know, they were talking about on, uh, hockey central that you know sort of the amazing situation of of how the vegas golden knights are are doing and how how they're scoring just that at an unheard of rate for an expansion team and you know they were saying that the guys on that team you could have had any of those guys be a trade any of them for a a middle to low round draft pick if they were willing to give them away for nothing you could have had them for for very little when the sharks had a forward spot to use, I guess now it's disappointing that they didn't acquire one of these players that Vegas has that has some skill, and instead they protected Ryan Carpenter.
0: Yeah, he is on a two-way, by the way. No, has a two-way deal.
1: At least that's financially better. Yeah. I still think no one would take him. I mean, like I, I just I don't I don't know unless they wanted to make their AHL team better. But we'll yeah. see. I think that it someone's gonna have to blink soon, you know. And and Doug Wilson gonna have to activate Paul Martin at some point, and then we'll see what's gonna happen, dude. I think he will play. I just don't think it's gonna be Yocum. Ryan gets sent down. I Think they're gonna let Demelo rot and cycle Martin in and have guys take turns taking breaks you know i guess
0: yeah it's gonna be some musical chairs action here i guess that's surprising yeah dude what else is in the news here in the nhl uh team meyer got fined for elbowing michael delzato good the surprising aspect of that was i was surprised michael delzato is still in the league so i learned something that day
1: yeah um yeah the uh I I don't love the role that Myers kind of finding himself in. He seems to sort of be uh, picking up some goonish tendencies, which I don't really love, dude. I mean, for a guy <laughs> who's supposed to be – I like those kind of players, but I don't love that Timo Meyer, a first-round pick, is kind of getting a little – like he's being put in a position where he has to – be like the fourth line turd, you know, yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't know, maybe that's all he's gonna be, but I think we were hoping that he might be a 20 goal scorer. Um, now if he can turn into a you know a, a pissy 20 goal scoring power forward, those are my favorite kind of guys, hello, right. yeah, yeah, you know, but he hasn't really shown the ability to find the back in the net at all we did not talk about the matt duchene kyle tourist trade last week.
0: oh you're right you're right let's let's hit that net. It's a little late so dude what what i mean this this is the shoe that's been waiting to drop in the nhl for months now and he finally goes in this gigantic three-way trade with all these players switching from nashville to colorado to ottawa and back again um what what do you think i mean i you know, first glance, it looks like Nashville may have made out the best in this deal.
1: Yeah, I, it's it's one of those odd trades and rare trades that I think was actually good for everybody. Like, Ottawa got the best player, at least right now, in the deal in terms of upside. Sure. Um, and, you know, if they're looking to continue to be serious contenders and to have... Uh, Eric Carlson around long term and to be relevant in the Eastern Conference you know this gives them the opportunity to do that I mean they've got some really good skilled players up there for Nashville um, this absorbs the absence of of uh, Mike Fisher and makes them really really difficult down the middle I mean Johansson tourist and Bonino yeah. that's tough that's going to be very very tough to handle um in the playoffs i think kyle turst is a good hockey player and then colorado they obtained a lot of assets a couple good young players especially the, the defenseman they picked up from nashville and you know some some strong picks i think they made out way better when i thought the league sort of had joe sackett bent over a barrel. He came away with a really nice return for a player that not exactly someone you would consider to be an elite player.
0: Right. A proven top level all-star type guy.
1: Certainly he's not that
0: he can be that guy, but he may not end up being that guy. Right.
1: And you know, it's 18 months of that guy. Like there's no extension with Ottawa right now. Like he's he could leave in 18 months and Ottawa will have given up all that at least for Nashville. And I think that, you know, they were the ones that, you know, were holding up this deal because I think they were going to do it. If Kyle tourist would sign that extension, right? David Poyle's is the best GM in the NHL. I mean, he's
0: certainly looks like this now. That's he's
1: incredible. I mean, he's, he's, he's remade that team over from when they were, Exciting, you know, ten years ago, uh, to you know a another, you know, I think they're this is a stronger group than last year right now. When they get healthy, Turris makes them Turris is better than Mike Fisher, and that's oh yeah, make them a better team. And you just got to feel like he's probably not done, <laughs> like you know, he's just that good.
0: I mean, they're pretty stacked. I don't know if you really want to mess with it at this point.
1: Well, you know, but now you're in a position where you can do, you know, at the deadline, you can pick up a Brian Boyle for a fifth rounder or, you know, those little moves that you do at the end that sometimes just put you over the top. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he won't be afraid to make those kind of moves either. So Nashville's looking to be in a really strong position. Cause I I don't I don't buy into St. Louis. It's a nice story to start the year. I don't think they're gonna be able to hold on. And Nashville's just a significantly better team than them. So um I think we'll see the Preds assert their dominance in the Central very soon. Yep. That's true, dude. We got some very winnable games coming.
0: Very, very, very winnable games
1: which makes you nervous, right?
0: Yeah. We got Florida not doing not playing well. Boston not playing well. Anaheim not playing banged well. They've had banged. hurt and then Arizona, which is the worst team in the NHL. Yeah? We,
1: well, the next 4 games
0: are very winnable.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the formula that the Sharks are winning under should be effective against these four teams. Like you know, you 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 limit them from scoring and then you've got Florida, which is a horrible defensive team. Anaheim really banged up and Arizona a horrible defensive team. You know, the Sharks should be able to score at at a above average rate against those teams. And you know, Boston I think is um they they've they've had some injury problems too. So yeah, the Sharks should should pick up at least at least 6 points from these next 4 games, hopefully 7.
0: Yeah yeah i i don't know who who the team is that we're not going to like but uh there's and the next three are at, at home and then on, the sharks are going to be on the road in Arizona hopefully they'll be able to come back for Thanksgiving and then Friday they're playing Friday after Thanksgiving they're playing in Vegas and then they're back home on Saturday for Winnipeg so that's like a really kind of actually a real crappy schedule for them around the the American Thanksgiving anyway the holiday but um certainly before the break Florida, Boston, Anaheim, Arizona. I I want to see wins against all those teams.
1: Yeah, and they got days off in between. Yeah, uh, yep. You gotta hope that you gotta think the sharks are in a good spot.
0: When are we gonna see Paul Martin in the lineup, dude? What's what's your call?
1: uh, uh I think we're gonna see Paul Martin in the lineup by this weekend. I think he plays, um, in what. One- Either, I think he plays either tomorrow or or Saturday and I don't know if it will be at the expense of Joachim ryan but it, that's probably the likely scenario but I, and I got to be honest I don't like it you know I, I don't I, I I don't like it I, I would <laughs> like to see the I'd like to see the younger player that's playing effectively at the NHL level continue to do that
0: you know. Well maybe they'll sit Burns because he's not scoring.
1: Ha <laughs> ha you, you think so. Yeah, could happen. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I I it's difficult. It, it, it's a difficult situation. It's the kind of situation you want to be in. We got too many good players, you know. Um what do we do?
0: I have no idea. We can well, we stay- continue to beat up we continue to win games and beat bad teams. That's what I hope happens.
1: Well, the the Sharks need to you know, find a way. Hopefully, by the next time we record, uh, to pass Vegas. You know, what I mean, I think that that's a realistic goal to pass Vegas by the time we record next and be the is second place in the Pacific.
0: By the and then they may pass them when they play them, not so long from now.
1: Yep. Well, let's hope so. That 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 first game in Vegas for a team seems to have been not gone very well for most.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. Well it's been it's been some uh, good times and it looks like the
1: times may continue i hope let's hope so dude you know uh that they're not gonna shock us with a (laughs) awful losing streak against some pretty bad teams
0: which means we'll probably be here next week when they lost three straight
1: nah dude go sharks.
0: go sharks Show? Want to get your questions on
1: the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.